0: want to hear me tell you a story about santa when i was a kid
1: of course of course All i right. mean this is the no good santa episode so this
0: is the no good santa episode. this this
1: episode would stink without a good santa story
0: it's really special to me um so i'm going to take you on a journey to christmas past <laughs> the ghost of christmas past so this is circa 1998 1999 i'm not sure which year so i was like eight or nine years old so i've given away how old i am Um, you're just bragging i feel ancient i feel like a grandma anyways this was a long long time ago not in a galaxy far away um but 1998, 1999, so I was eight or nine years old. And uh, Santa was very much alive and well in my heart. Santa was the best, He, I mean, he still is. He's still near and dear to me. Obviously. But uh, this year, 1998, 1999, we all woke up. I lived with my parents and my younger brother. And we all got up on Christmas morning to see our presents and open our presents from Santa. And my mom goes to her stocking, and there is nothing, (laughs) nothing in her stocking. And she is so sad. She's so sad about it. So she's like genuinely hurt that Santa didn't leave her anything. Yeah, this is. Is she really... a bad
1: girl? Emma, what
0: happened? <laughs> so I was eight or nine years old. I was very confused. Yeah, I don't know how my mom got on the naughty list. And my mom goes, "Not even coal. Santa didn't even leave me coal." And it was at this moment that I realized the truth, which is, men are always going to disappoint you. Oh. <laughs> Even Santa, Santa makes mistakes. Santa might forget where you live. Santa could have some poor planning on his part. And- It's a big
1: job, it happens.
0: It's a big job. And even like Santa who is generally like very generous and very thoughtful and very kind, very giving, um, might forget to give you a present. And my- sad little eight or nine year old self went into my room and I think I had this like jewelry making kid at the time. So I made my mom like a bracelet. I was like, oh, you know. and you know, that's really one of the best things about having kids and like one of the worst things about having a husband. Um. <laughs> 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 but yeah. But we said we weren't gonna
1: do anything this year.
0: I mean, I think santa might have just fallen asleep (laughs) and forgotten oh boy he missed he missed a stocking i bet Uh, you the
1: conversation in your parents room that night about santa (laughs) was interesting
0: i have no idea i have (laughs) no idea what kind of conversation my mom may or may not have had with santa
1: You might might want to bring that up at the Christmas dinner table.
0: Oh, hey, by the way! No, no, no. We don't talk about these things. <laughs> Brian, you know my family. We, I don't talk about feelings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's different. But
0: yeah, Santa, wonderful, love him, but he is fallible because he is a man.
1: Ouch. <laughs> wow. Uh, and on that merry note, you're listening to No Good Parents. I'm Brian.
0: And I'm Ariel.
1: I feel like we're, you know, doing therapy. Uh, you know, do not mistake <laughs> this podcast for anything remotely helpful like therapy might be. Uh, certainly not educational either. The world of no good parents is based in a reality that doesn't exist. It's parody. And in the world of no good parents, there are no rules and there is no such thing as child abuse.
0: But there is such thing as therapy. If you want genuine expert advice on parenting, this isn't the podcast for you. Tune in to someone else.
1: Now, uh, throughout the course of our, our friendship, Ariel, I know you to have this sort of weird. I mean, I don't want to say obsession, but it feels like an obsession when it comes to like Santa,
0: Santa's S- sexy. What can I say? Is, is that it? It's just that he's sexy. He, it's one of the things. OK, OK. So um, Santa is a fairy tale, right? Uh huh. Fairy tales are wonderful. Fairy tales are one of my absolute favorite things in the world. Um, Foundation for a lot of literature, fairy tales. And in fairy tales, there's always, it's always like everything wraps up nicely. You know, there's a lesson learned. There's, um, everything's kind of black and white and you do good things, good things happen. You slay the dragon, you um, kiss the princess, whatever. And everyone ends up happily ever after. The good guys get the good stuff. The bad guys get the bad stuff. And Santa is like sort of a real life manifestation of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Santa has his good list and his naughty list. So you do good things, you get rewarded. Very literally, you get rewarded with gifts. You do bad things, you don't get gifts. So it's... (laughs) It's that part nice. don't
1: make sense to me. It's the sexy part I think is weird.
0: Oh, I mean I don't know. Someone who's like sort of in charge of deciding who's who gets the presents. It's like that that he's he's a little bit powerful. He's got a nice fur-lined suit.
1: All right. All he's right. a
0: he's a really prolific businessman. He's got this huge toy factory and he does All right, all heartbeat. right. Calm
1: calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into scenarios. You're making me very uncomfortable. I'm making
0: you uncomfortable. Santa's amazing. I've never
1: heard anybody. I just, I can't. It's just weird. (laughs) My kids idolize idolize this guy. and Whatever.
0: All right. So our first scenario. Well, I idolize them differently than your kids, I hope.
1: uh, You know what? It's a different time. Anything's possible. Uh, So in our first scenario... Um, after learning about Rudolph and Santa's other reindeers, your toddler has started asking for a pet reindeer. Uh, though you've tried explaining that reindeers don't necessarily fare well outside of the North Pole and surrounding regions, uh, you know, due to their physiological need for extremely cold weather, it's uh, no use, uh, it, it, you know, trying to explain it. And she can't be convinced that it's a bad idea. So what do you do?
0: So, you know. After the first effort of trying to dissuade her from this idea, she's very intent on getting a pet reindeer. I I actually think that I'm on board with going ahead and doing it. I think that what we have to do is build sort of a climate-controlled environment for the pet reindeer, sort of like a little oh. like a little reindeer greenhouse in the yard, maybe like with a temperature controlled. And because wow. this is a really like this is a really sweet and nurturing desire for a child. Like I, I think that we should always um sort what if of if a child
1: lives in Florida, like Miami, what happens there?
0: Well, you can make a climate-controlled greenhouse in Florida too. I think the energy requirements swear? would be unf- like pretty ridiculous. Pretty extreme. That would be expensive and That would be kind of a waste of energy, maybe, but for some people. But I think that nothing, no cost is too great in terms of money or energy for fostering that sort of responsibility and nurturing caretaking role in a young child.
1: Whoa. Okay. Well, I, you know. can't get over that um i just i think this is one of those times where lying is the easiest thing you could possibly do
0: so that makes it the best choice
1: yes uh well i mean it's it's, what a well here yeah you you have to explain that you can't have a reindeer because santa needs all of the world's reindeer to make christmas possible oh and if your child argues that they probably don't deserve present anyway um, now to your point, I do. I mean, you might
0: have a good point there though, that Santa might, he might need, he might actually need all of the reindeer. Well, I haven't investigated what his like backup reindeer needs are like,
1: I'm sure you'll do your own research on this.
0: I will. That's um, what I'm going to do right after we're done podcasting.
1: Oh my goodness. Look I, into
0: so, Santa's reindeer needs.
1: As you know, I prefer more honest, more direct route.
0: So lying about to your kids and telling them that.
1: No, no. I just said that was an option. Oh, okay. What I That's would do. Easy. I would rip the bandaid off and I'd prepare, you know, her for the real world by taking her hunting. Right. Huh? Yeah. We go hunt some deers, not reindeers, just regular <laughs> old deers. So and then once- how would
0: that, how would that satisfy her?
1: I'm glad you asked that Ariel, because once she tastes that venison, Especially after the hard work that she put in to hunt it and dress it and then prepare the food. She'll be happy knowing that reindeers aren't just cute, but they are also delicious.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Rudolph. You, my,
1: my little girl's growing up today. Rudolph,
0: you think Rudolph makes a nice venison steak?
1: <laughs> At this point, I'm guessing he'd probably be very tough, right? I mean he is But he's okay. gotta be he's gotta be hundreds of years old, right?
0: Yeah, I think Rudolph is probably uh, immortal.
1: Right. Oh, that's great, because that means you could just keep eating them. No,
0: <laughs> no, that's not how that
1: works. OK, no.
0: you've been keeping a running tally of your kids, naughty and nice activities throughout the year to try and gauge how likely it is that Santa is going to fulfill all of the requests on their lists. You'd like to manage their expectations so they aren't too disappointed if they don't receive all of the gifts they have asked for due to excessive naughtiness. Seems likely it's not looking promising for your kids and you don't know how to break the news. What do you do? Oh, this is, this
1: is one of my favorites ever, because this is, I get to say this is one of those times that like as a parent, you as a parent, you have to step up. Now, if you hope to use the Santa thing as a way to sort of control behavior, you have to be willing to follow through. Otherwise those little terrorists uh, will always see right through your efforts to like control their behavior. I mean, It's okay to be mean to like, get your kids to learn proper behavior. And if your kid was awful all year, then that's, you know, what you tell them when they don't get what they want on Christmas morning, you just say you have been awful all year. Right. That's just, I think that makes sense because that's what you told them was going to happen. And it really, honestly, all they should get is coal in that case. Not just, you know, Oh, we just got you a couple of other things. The kid's been awful all year. You told him the Santa's watching and the kid's been bad. You know it. The kid knows it. Now you're getting them little stuff. Get them cool or don't get them anything like Ariel's mom. That's all I'm saying. If you can't follow through on something like this, not only have you been manipulated by your kids and believe me, they know that because they're watching, but you also should probably not go through the whole keeping tabs on behavior thing because you're not good at this. <laughs> That's my my opinion.
0: Okay, well, I actually, um, you know, I don't entirely disagree. I think that a radical honest, a radically honest approach in this case is definitely going to be beneficial for them in the long run. Um, So you can, I think that what I would do is I would actually sort of show them the actual spreadsheet. So I would break that, break it down for them.
1: Oh, there's a spreadsheet. involved. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you're keeping Tally, that's I assume how you do it in Excel or Google Docs or whatever you're using to keep track of this.
1: No, I just do that in my 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 dad brain. <laughs> well,
0: Infallible. I think fallible. Uh, definitely fallible. We talked about this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, there should be an Excel spreadsheet involved or a Google Docs spreadsheet, whatever your preference is in terms of platform. But anyways, there's a spreadsheet and I'm going to sit down with my kids and sort of run down the spreadsheet with them. So they have a really clear understanding of which behaviors they've engaged in are naughty, which ones were nice and what that entitles them to.
1: I kind of like this idea, actually. Yeah, no, then you can really rub the bad stuff in their face. It's well, like right there in front of them. They can't get away from it.
0: It sort of reinforces this uh, black and white, right and wrong thing that Santa's going for. His whole thing is if you're good, if you're if you do more good than bad, you get rewarded. Did
1: mean, do you, do you, more- do you, do you tell the kid at that point, like, you know, Santa's going to cross reference his spreadsheet with my spreadsheet, right? Do you do that?
0: Um, well, I think that Santa, I don't know whether Santa is actually doing that. I don't want to lie and say that Santa's doing that if he's not.
1: Well, he's making a list and he's checking it twice. I mean,
0: uh, oh, I guess he might. Yeah. When he checks it twice, he might be checking yours it is the finally.
1: second. That's right.
0: Okay. So you might have a point there. I think, you know, I'm going to have to talk with Santa and his elves about this.
1: My goodness. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs>
1: um yeah, I don't I don't hate your idea, uh, you know, up until talking to Santa and his elves. But other than that, I like the idea of rubbing that in the kids' He's face. on Twitter.
0: The, the elves are on Twitter. We'll talk about that later. Well,
1: shouldn't here. they be making toy? Whatever. Um, okay, so our next scenario. Your teenager has become a bit of a night owl, and he often stays up very late. This is obviously problematic, as Santa requires a full house of all family members sleeping in order to work his magic. And it's hard to pinpoint Santa's ETA in order to give a bedtime mandate specific to Christmas Eve. Right. What do you do?
0: Hard to track Santa. I mean, um, NORAD does it every year. They they track Santa and you can go online and sort of look at the tracking.
1: Right. But I mean, obviously, magic is more important than science.
0: So like science can do their
1: best to keep up with time and everything, but like, magic he you know santa doesn't have to worry yeah. about time right it's, yeah. it doesn't work the same way for him
0: it's something that's true magic does have different rules um so i think in this case this is a really special occasion christmas eve so i would offer my teenage son some treats that he wouldn't necessarily have available to him any other night of the year that might help him to go to sleep early like
1: edibles so are you talking about
0: I'm talking about edibles yeah um are you serious yeah I think that uh CBD or even THC gummies <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> I what I would offer my son in this case um, as a treat special <laughs> Christmas treat and I I trust that they would do what they do best and cause him to fall into a s- deep sleep deep REM sleep early enough for Santa's magic to work
1: that is radical
0: Hey, man, I love Christmas.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that. <laughs> um, all right. On this one, uh, if you, you know, I don't not, think you are. You're not
0: giving him gummies.
1: No, I'm not giving him gummies. Okay. Um, if you're listening with your kids, which you're probably not, but just in case, you're going to want to make sure that, you know, get them away from this podcast for a second, because I'm about to say, you know, the thing. I'll give you a minute for a second. The thing. So if your kid is a teenager and still believes in Santa, I don't even know what to say to you. I don't. I mean, it's either your parenting or his childness. I don't even know what to say.
0: Um, I don't understand what what you're talking about. Brian. No,
1: I'd say this is for everyone else. Um, not only have you set you... that kid up for a lifetime of disappointments, uh, but he's also going to get beat up in class, and I think that's a pretty crappy way to have to do Christmas. What? Why am I what?
0: Why are you lying to the people, Brian? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to be honest, and I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody's beliefs.
0: OK, so but I want to be honest. If I pull out with, the with sleigh bell from the Polar Express book. You're not going to be able to hear it ring.
1: But does it have a bell in it? Whatever. Listen, I just I think you have to come clean about the Santa thing before they reach age 10. Right. Um, while we're on the subject, same goes for like Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, whatever other silly stuff we teach our kids to believe in, only to rip it away from them and completely shatter their worldview. Um, yeah, oh, I listen, don't know
0: what you're talking about.
1: Right. But for the rest of us, if if you're honest about it, uh, then they can help in the preparation of the surprise for their younger siblings. And I think this is important. Who do you think
0: it, brings me presents every year?
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Some stranger. Who knows what you think about Santa? I'm guessing. So, but like, let's face it. Isn't that the whole purpose of the reason the kids go to sleep early? You know, not because mom and dad can't do their magic if the kids are up. I'm just, I'm just like, I, I would almost rather you beat your teenager than keep the Santa lie alive. Um, I mean, that's it's child abuse at this point.
0: I am not following what <laughs> you're what you're saying at all
1: well i'm just saying ariel in a world where santa claus is not real and parents have been lying for i mean like a thousand years um this is only only to destroy their children when they realize that what has been told to them may not actually be factual
0: uh, you are so sad you make me so sad
1: (laughs) i'm sorry
0: you don't believe in the magic of santa
1: um, I believe in the magic that I am Santa and we're no, not Santa. Well, not for everyone, but there are two little boys in this house. One of which already knows, by the way,
0: he knows what that Santa, um, is not going to bring him everything he wants every year. Yeah. We'll go with that.
1: <laughs> well, All right. yeah. Uh, well, this got awkward quickly, but thank you for joining us on the No Good Parents podcast because you didn't make this weird. Uh, we're going to get into more scenarios right after this.
0: Baby, hurry up in there. I'm dying to see you in that soft, fleshy red suit. I just want to rub you all over while you're in it. Um,
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of tight, but i guess that's the risk you you take when you order this kind of thing on prime are are you totally sure this is what you want Uh, because it's you know not too late for me to just give you the usual
0: i'm sure i'm more than sure i've been asking you to try this for years come on sweetheart don't wimp out on me now just come out and let's go for it (sighs) okay Ooh, well, hello, my sexy Santa. You look so good, I promise. The beard dye didn't really work, but I'm into that salt and pepper. Thanks,
1: babe. That's some nightgown you've got on. But did you have to go pigtails? We definitely can't ever do Kimberly's hair like that, like forever now.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about that. Here, let me take them down.
1: It's too late. That image of you is now burned into my brain forever.
0: I mean, are you going to be able to... uh... You know, perform.
1: Well, I wasn't really worried about it before, but now I am. Let's just get this over with.
0: Well, don't sound so excited. Geez, you think I was asking you to kill a kitten, not have some sexy holiday fun with your wife?
1: Listen, this is your thing, not mine.
0: Okay, I'll start. Hi, Santa. Are you here to bring me presents? I've tried to be a good girl all year, but I can't lie to you. I've been a little naughty sometimes.
1: Ho, ho, ho. You've been a naughty girl by the looks of it. I've got a big bag of coal with your name on it.
0: Um, Santa, isn't there something else you have for me? Because I've been so naughty.
1: Ah, yeah, um, right. Uh, Come over here, little girl. You need to be punished for being so naughty. Here, lie across my lap and I'm going to give you a spanking. (laughs)
0: Ouch, Santa, that hurts.
1: Oh my gosh, babe, am I, am I hurting you?
0: I'll stop. No, that's just part of it, keep going. Santa, I'm so sorry. I was a naughty girl, I just can't help it.
1: I'm not done with you yet, little girl. Now I'm gonna lie down and show me that you know how to be a good girl for Santa.
0: Ooh, Santa, I promise I can show you. Does this feel good when I'm sitting on you like this? How about when I kiss your neck? Mommy, what are you doing with Santa? Mommy? Go back to bed, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. Santa and Mommy are just making sure he brought the right presents. It sounded like someone was getting hurt, and I got scared. Is Santa okay? Will you come tuck me back in, Mommy? Sure thing, sweetie. And don't worry about Santa. He's fine. And he brought your presents, but you need to go back to bed right away so he can um wrap them and leave them under the tree.
1: Oh, thank God. I'm so dumb with this. We're getting therapy for Christmas.
0: Welcome back to No Good Parents. This week, we're talking all about the big guy in the red suit, the man, the myth, the legend, Santa Claus, and how to handle the various St. Nick-related issues that might come up this Christmas.
1: Like this scenario, uh, every year in early December, you help your kids write and send letters to Santa, and you delight in reading his replies together. However, this year, you realize that you forgot to mail the letters, and so now it will be too late to receive a reply from the North Pole What do you do?
0: All right. There's a lot of problems here. Um, So the most important problem here isn't necessarily that uh, you're not going to get the reply from Santa and be able to read it. The the main thing is that you need to make sure that Santa knows what your kid wants. Because presumably this letter to Santa includes the list.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So
0: how is Santa going to know (laughs) what to bring
1: i mean doesn't he just know i mean i feel like that really gets the whole i mean i don't know i watch a lot of movies that say, that say a lot of things about him and he seems to always just know
0: he does have like he has sp- certain powers so but i do think that it's a better organizational organizational tool for him if he has everybody's lists written down physical copy just to make life a little yeah
1: expedite the process for Santa and especially
0: when he he has like his elves doing a lot of his admin work again Santa is fallible
1: yeah that's
0: so (laughs) (laughs) we have to make sure that Santa gets your kids list that's the most important thing um, fortunately, Santa has adapted somewhat to the modern age. He himself doesn't use any kind of email or social media, but his elves do. So you have to find them on Twitter.
1: It's just weird that people are like hundreds of years old. know how to use social media. It's crazy. Uh, I thought it was magic. crazy that my grandmother knew how to it. whatever.
0: They're magic. That's right. And they can use their magic to use social media so that we can communicate more effectively with them. I am hmm. I mean, I'm all for sending handwritten letters. Again, very into the idea of doing that, but if something goes wrong, there has to be a backup, right?
1: Yeah, one would presume.
0: So the can, backup, so can I
1: Can I just tweet at the elves?
0: You can tweet the list to his elves. Hmm. <laughs> or send them in a DM on Instagram. And I'm not sure about Facebook, but I think that they must have that too. So find them on social media and send them the kids list. For First of all, really important to do that. Make sure that they have the lists. Um, and then second of all, while I am a big advocate for radical honesty, uh, I think in this case, a little, a a white lie wouldn't hurt anybody. Um, You're doing these letters to Santa every year. He's writing replies every year. There's a good chance that you sort of have a sense of his style, his voice in his writing. So you could probably manufacture a response that would satisfy your kid's desire for that sort of experience i think that uh i don't advocate forging signatures or forging documents in any way however in this case it's going to make your kids happy and no harm no foul as long as santa is getting your list Hmm.
1: okay um it's funny so i think you have a couple options here sort of hide the fact that you were ultimately lazy and and you want to perpetuate your dirty little Santa lies. So first thing, you say something cliche, like, you know how busy Santa is this time of year or the North Pole has entirely run out of ink or some such thing. Because, you know, you're obviously comfortable lying anymore. So just go for it. And if you want your kids to become more politically aware, you can always blame the slowdown of the US Postal Service, you know, because of the political or, or presidential administration. You could do that.
0: Supply chain issues. Well,
1: no. No. Talking legitimately about the slowdown of the post office, but that's for another episode. Um, if you really get into the minutiae of the situation, your kids are gonna turn you out, tune you out anyway, and just kind of forget all about it. So that works out really well. Or you can do Ariel's route, and what most people do. It just buy your way out of your situation. I'm sure there are plenty of services that will let you purchase individualized letters from Santa, probably written Why in calligraphy on um, parchment.
0: You can do that yourself. It's not that hard.
1: Um, well, some of us have terrible penmanship. I'm just saying. I
0: mean, I don't have great penmanship. You've seen my handwriting.
1: Are, you have bubbly, girly handwriting, and that's a lot neater than my chicken scratch. And and you know what? Listen, oh, but
0: That's a good point. I don't think I could forge Santa's handwriting.
1: I couldn't either.
0: Oh my gosh, he probably has like a beautiful scrawling script. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Your 10-year-old son has adopted the clearly false belief that Santa Claus is a fictional character, and he's been (laughs) threatening to share this lie, sort of propagate this horrible, horrible untruth with his six-year-old brother and convince his younger brother of the merit of this untruth he is now blackmailing you for extra christmas presents in order to cooperate with your pleas for honesty and maintaining the integrity of santa's reputation what do you do
1: first of all my children will never blackmail me for anything and i suggest you adopt the same philosophy
0: no you do not give in to terrorists
1: never N- yeah children are no. tiny
0: terrorists
1: i'm not even sure what it means but i know you never negotiate with terrorists and you're right they are little terrorists um <laughs> as a matter of fact my child wouldn't get to experience christmas at this point i'd be so mad about the threats um i'd really like rub it in his face too like by showing him all the things he would have gotten even better if like he already got the presents and like you know they're already like in the house. And then
0: you're gonna donate them to you, charity. You
1: could do that, or make make the kid go with you to return the presents oh. and have to explain to every vendor why you're returning the presents. Oh no! Uh, I'd be so I would enjoy that so much.
0: What is um, the opposite of Santa? Because that's you.
1: <laughs> no, that's no. Listen, I'm I'm using Santa to help teach my child not to mess with Daddy because Daddy doesn't mess around. <laughs> That's yes, I'm just saying, um, and, and assuming that your child is, is not making threats.
0: It's you true. Can you just... are teaching him right and right and wrong in a very black and white fa- fashion. Santa might approve of this.
1: Yeah, he might. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's one of those things that the kid will be talking about it as therapist years down the road, but that's okay. Cause you we know, all have to learn.
0: We all have our things to talk with our therapists about.
1: Absolutely. Um, and, and again, assuming your child is not making threats or, you know, trying to do any of that, you, you can just handle this like I did when my oldest figured this whole situation out. You explain that knowing the truth about Santa is an adult thing. Yes, Ariel, the, the truth that obviously he does exist. Right. Um, but in case you think the other way, uh, you you. You explain that it's an adult thing, and like all adult things, this knowledge comes with responsibility. Santa is
0: definitely an adult thing.
1: That's disturbing. <laughs> disturbing. Um so I I, you know, in in this case of my oldest, I explained to him that all kids are are idiots. And his little brother's no exception. So you, you just gotta let him keep being idiot, an idiot, because that's like the joy of being a little kid. So you don't ruin that for him.
0: You mean the magic of Christmas?
1: Right. Idiot. Um, no, uh, yes, the the magic of Christmas, that thing you experience when you're a child that you never, no matter how much you chase, you never get that back. And then like you get to experience a little bit with your own kids, like watching them go through but it's still not the same. Um, but yeah, I just, and I think you also have to make clear to your kid that if like you snitched, you'd kill him. Cause that's just, you know, just gotta know. And then there, you solve the problem.
0: Hmm. See, I, I just think that the truth has a way of coming out on its own and like I'll let him lie to his younger brother. He can do that.
1: Now, when you say lie, just so we're not confusing anybody. When you say lie, you mean tell his younger brother that there is no Santa.
0: Yeah. Cause that's a lie.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So I just want to make sure everybody's clear.
0: He's lying clear. to his younger brother and liars obviously never prosper And the truth will come out, you know, his younger brother will be able to continue to experience the magic of Christmas because that's what's real. Okay,
1: I mean, listen, as long as the the kid doesn't win, right, you can't get the kid more gifts because he's holding you hot. That's ridiculous.
0: No, no, we're not the adults. We're not cooperating with his demands because ridiculous. Well, I think that his younger brother's not going to automatically believe him.
1: Ooh, I like that. You're right. You go, you're right. You go to the little kid and you're like, you can't, you can't trust your older brother. Like trust why me. would you,
0: he's not trying to help
1: you. I am. That's, you know what? Smart. I like you that. Do you think,
0: do you really think that I'm staying up all night doing this present stuff? No, I go to bed at 8 PM. Yeah. Yeah. You see me go to bed.
1: It just turns out Santa can't wrap presents just like Daddy. It's a coincidence. I know.
0: Santa also prefers using gift bags, but that's the magic of Christmas. And Santa
1: (laughs) likes avocado toast. It's weird. it's time
0: he he's a big fan
1: <laughs> sure. it is time now for no good news a segment featuring parents or parenting issues in the news uh this week we're talking about a video that found its way onto youtube kids which uh, full disclosure my youngest enjoys um and in this video uh, someone claiming to be evil santa instructs kids to stab themselves to receive presents and to kill other people to receive even more presents. Oh God! I thought that was really weird because obviously, how many people can you stab if you already stabbed yourself? It's weird. Doesn't uh, make any sense. I'm guessing that's more just the way the story was written. Uh, that's important That's the opposite to note,
0: of Santa. That's the opposite of the spirit of Christmas.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if like, well, if this is work, right? Because this is like even like below the Grinch.
0: Oh yeah. Right? No, this is Krampus. No, it's the Krampus stuff.
1: Is that the is that the horror? Yeah, the horror
0: movie Santa, giving Santa a bad name.
1: Yeah, Um, but it is important to note here, uh, we weren't able to find this video. No. I did look, Um, uh, so there's some doubt as to whether or not this video ever actually existed.
0: So what I read about it is really creepy. Uh, Adults, obviously, are trying to find this video because it's kind of an urban internet legend Right. And adults are like, okay, let's find it so we can get rid of it and like report it and all of those things that you do to inappropriate content. Right.
1: But also watch it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, definitely that. For entertainment um, purposes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kids are saying, oh, no, no, you can't find the video because the video has to find you.
1: Oh, that's creepy.
0: Isn't that creepy? I love it. Yeah.
1: It's kinda, it feels like this, that whole, do you remember Momo?
0: Yeah, it's it's exactly like that.
1: Yeah, my my um, my oldest heard about it and he's he's been reading all about it. and recently, I don't know why he just, you but know,
0: but he can't find it because he you can't look for it.
1: Right. But there are a lot of there's a lot of um, just a lot of stories about it online. So he 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 just kind of got into it. He likes all that weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least he's reading, maybe, right?
0: Maybe evil Santa will find him.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, fortunately, he's not the one that uses it. I, I feel like it's kind of like an important thing to mention here. And I say this like as a parent and, and again, a parent whose youngest child uses this particular service, you can't just trust companies with your children simply because they use the word kids in the brand name. (laughs) No, it's like an important thing. Um, And, and sure, there's some really valuable things for kids on the internet, but there's also a lot more garbage than treasure there. And I, I just, you know, I think that these companies should be much more vigilant about this stuff. Like when you say YouTube kids, you're making a promise that your content will always be appropriate for kids. And if you say, it, I think you should oh, mean it. It's
0: so hard for companies. I agree.
1: Cool. I agree that it's hard. But like,
0: yeah.
1: that's just something a little kid shouldn't see. Um, and I think, And I think for parents, like it's important. You have to be, again, super vigilant with anything on the internet. I mean, you just look how much disinformation adults learn from the internet. And adults are supposed to have developed critical thinking skills. Expecting your young kid to do that seems crazy. So you just, you can't let your kids just kind of fall into that same cesspool. And just in case you might want to lock up like all the sharp items in the house and stop letting your you know kids watch videos that you haven't pre-screened. Just, just my thought.
0: But if, if the video, if this evil Santa finds the kids and it, the video doesn't, it won't just won't show it to you, to you, no matter what.
1: I, so like, I'm not exactly sure how this works, but I, I mean, say, I think it's
0: supposed to be like dark magic. Well, dark magic on the Internet.
1: That's creepy. That can't be a thing.
0: I think I mean, that's the thing. But in any case, I don't I think that the issue here is um, this isn't this doesn't have to be a horrible thing. And I think Santa's camp needs to sort of come out with a unified uh, message. They need do to they do that often. Santa's camp. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't, they aren't very like vocal on social media. They don't create a lot of content. He needs to hire a
1: PR person is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. He needs to have to do some PR, uh, sort of clear his name and say, send out unified, unified messaging across all of his social media channels saying, this is not what you kids need to be doing right now. Uh, make sure you're focusing on being good not killing people not killing yourself not killing other people around you that is not the way to get presence it's still just being good like he needs to make that message really simple really clear and communicate that on youtube kids on the facebook on the twitter for everybody
1: see like it's it's just yeah it's a funny thing i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out if my six-year-old Like what his reaction to that video. I think he'd be scared and I think he'd cry. And I think he'd come running right to me. I think that's how that would work.
0: And then you could show him the official Santa video. Like, see, Santa doesn't actually want you to do that. And he would be calmed down. Huh. Yep.
1: That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is officially from, you know, from the North Pole House. What is it? What is that? What does he live in? What is it like a sugar cookie? I don't know.
0: Uh, From uh, Santa's Village. Santa's Village. All
1: right. Well, I feel like that should have an official thing, like the White House, like this from the White House or this from the Pentagon. I
0: think it does. I think it's managed by his elves, and they need to make sure that they are staying on top of it. Hmm. I mean, I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) So every episode, we offer up suggestions of what to pair with your kids' favorite foods, like usually booze. Uh, We're talking drinks. We're talking... Usually, kind of mediocre food choices, and then class it up with some booze. But this week, we are pairing drinks with Christmas cookies. So, yeah, this, this not-
1: is probably the first episode we've ever done where it's not a complete, like, losery type food, right? I mean, Chris, like, sugar cookies are dynamite.
0: Oh, so obsessed. Um,
1: It's it's see, it's a thing. I know everybody loves the chocolate cookies on stuff, but it's it's the simple like it's just butter and sugar and done well. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. Well, my family, we decorate them with like usually mini chocolate chips and mini M&Ms and lots of like sugar and other stuff. Um, And there's a tradition with my brother. Hmm. Uh, He has a tradition. I don't I don't really participate in this. Where he will uh, put chocolate chips on the butt of any animal, any animal-shaped cookie.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
0: To give them a dingleberry. So they're sugar cookies with dingleberries.
1: It's weird because your brother's really smart, too. It's just funny how your really smart brother, super educated brother, (laughs) and your idiot, not educated friend over here. And we do the same thing. It's just, it's. You know, Christmas brings everyone together. Just yeah. I think
0: bathroom humor is just kind of universal.
1: I hope so. It's the best kind. Um, <laughs> so I went wine beer booze as I typically do, uh, with sugar yeah. cookies. So I think uh Pinot Grigio works here for the wine. It's okay. sweet, a sweet little tang to it. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but like, you know, it's just got that sort of like acidic acerbic thing sure. to it. Uh, And and that offsets the buttery, sugary goodness of the cookie for a beer. I think anything light like a Belgian blonde works here. I think you'd be able to really bring out a citrusy note uh, with with the Belgian blonde, almost like a lemony type of flavor. And for the booze, vodka, right? Uh, Seems to work with everything, really, especially like baked desserts. Um, and, And if you want to make it feel like decadent, a vanilla vodka would probably do wonders with the sugar cookie. And if you really want to go crazy, you can make like one of those vanilla vodka martini things. I don't even like vodka. And uh, just talking uh, about that drink actually made me kind of uh, excited and thirsty. So nice.
0: All right. It worked for me. Well, I think that Christmas cookies are a fun celebration. Like we only do them once a year. So I would probably pair them with some champagne. And,
1: Ooh, yeah. I hate I, agreeing with you, and that sounds wonderful.
0: I love pairing uh, desserts with champagne.
1: You like but you want it, do you want a, an expensive champagne or a cheap one?
0: Um, I mean I am partial to tattinger. Tattinger is French, so it is a, a real champagne. And it is from Rouen. I think I'm, sorry, I'm pronouncing what? that correctly. What? 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 From what? Um, uh. Yeah, it's a horrible nasal sound when I'm when I'm a little sick, but
1: not that kind of sick, by the way.
0: <laughs> it's delicious French champagne and I mean anything that requires champagne, I would go for that.
1: It's a, it's called, and it's called what? Tart, tart, tart. Pattinger. Pattinger. Yeah. All right. I, um,
0: you're la brute
1: française. I didn't know if it made a difference. Cause like, I know a lot of times, like, you know, when you're making like a mimosa, sometimes uh, the cheap, the cheap champagne. Yeah,
0: no, if you're, if you're making a mimosa, don't use, don't use the expensive stuff.
1: Right. Like, I mean, I don't know much about champagne, but I like, I have That's had Dom in my
0: life. Christmas like, with a Christmas cookie. You can splurge. All right.
1: Now, splurge. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, we normally put 17 different main courses out for Christmas, for Christmas dinner. So I get it. You just you go crazy. It's what you do. Mm. Um, thank you, as usual, for hanging out with us again this week. It uh it really is stupid if you don't, because then we're just talking to ourselves. <laughs> so you just like. And subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Ariel thinks that subscribing thing is really important.
0: Because if you subscribe to the show, then your phone will automatically download new episodes. And if you have push notifications, it's going to send you one when there's a new episode.
1: And also, I I think, you know, we would love to hear your scenarios. That would be cool. But the more ridiculous,
0: the better. So only ridiculous, please.
1: Yeah. So send us the most ridiculous, stupid scenarios and watch how we just tear that thing apart. Like the wonderful child caregivers we are. And you can <laughs> send them to us at no good parents at gmail.com, right? No good parents at gmail.com. And also uh, you can find us at no good parents all over the social verse or whatever you call those things. Mm-hmm. um, so, we're yeah, there. That's, yeah, that's that's it. So again, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, by the way, give your friends this year, give them the gift of entertainment this holiday season and recommend us And to them. that's
0: a gift that's free.
1: Not only free, but the best present they'll ever get. <laughs> Maybe not, but still it's something. I mean,
0: right? I think Santa can do better than that, but you know.
1: Mm, we're going to have to talk.
0: He's fallible. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.